everyone and welcome back to another episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Kira, And I'm Em. And for just a short time only, I feel I ought to make you aware that you are actually listening to a podcast that's recorded by two 24-year-olds. So, drum roll please. <laughs> it's quite exciting. For one night only. A little one bit, yeah, one month only. only. One month and a little bit only. But yeah, Em joined the ever exciting 24 club this week um, and I have just over a month left until I hit the big two five so making the most of this feeling of being 24 of my youth and um, having like turned a year older it's just a reminder of the ever sort of disappearing youth that I'm experiencing so uh <laughs> that's that's how feeling it is all in jest I don't know I'm actually quite excited to be 25 but for now we are 24 and ready for more <laughs> please never say this is how you can tell I'm getting old because the the dad jokes just keep on rolling so <laughs> yeah they just keep on coming do you know what though I said this to you the other day when we were out for my birthday I do feel that 24 25 and 26 are the golden years of your 20s like I really do like that mid 20 point I do feel like is your prime I predict big things for 24 especially since our early 20s were stolen from us due to COVID yeah like lockdowns it's kind of bizarre actually so fun fact is that for me when I turned 22 Jay made me a, a music video <laughs> how did I not know this slash how have I not seen this so he like he used the drone and everything and then he had like a really silly like uh, voiceover thing and the the main theme of the song was no you're not 21 no more no <laughs> and I turned 22 um which is what you do after 21 and that's actually the the age Classic. that I was like I'd probably just turned 22 when like we met for the first time and and then yeah. you know like just a few short months later it was the first lockdown um which is kind of crazy so like 2019 yeah. like so much happened there we met I graduated from university just a few months before that you were finishing uni you published a book it was it was a big a big year 2019 was a big it year, really was. Like, especially when you think about the year that followed <laughs> yeah, it after. And then like the rest of the years, like although it does feel like a lot of time has passed and a lot of things have changed, it also feels like the whole 2020, 2021 kind of like molded into one homogenous like lockdown pandemic year. Like it just kind of felt like one yeah. experience. And so now it feels like we're kind of coming out of that so I feel like that definitely adds into the fact that yeah like for you 24 and then for me 25 it feels like there's a lot more opportunity or you can kind of start like the forward planning again whereas the last couple of years yeah. have been a lot it doesn't of feel uncertainty like a so yeah it's quite mm. exciting so welcome to 24 hope you enjoy <laughs> Thanks. It's always a big moment when you change the little age in your Instagram bio. Oh my god, yeah. See, <laughs> Feels very symbolic. I'm wondering at what age will I stop doing that? Like, stop at what age that. will I no longer want to announce my age to the world? I feel still pretty, yeah. pretty happy about it right now, so we're not there yet. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you've got a while to Like, go. it would be strange <laughs> to be it. like, you know, Kira Foster, 60, vegan, YouTuber. Like, so I feel like there must be... <laughs> if you're still doing... Vegan YouTube videos <laughs> at sixty. I'll be impressed. Who knows what the world will be like when I'm sixty? But for now, um, we'll stick with the age in the bio. But I feel like there must be a natural tapering point where you're like, nah, yeah. that's not for me. To be fair, I did consider taking it out, but that's only because I feel like in the workplace now, I'm feeling like 
conscious of the fact that I'm young <laughs> and sometimes I don't want people to like assume that I'm like immature mm. or that I don't know I, I, sometimes I just want to kind of be an <laughs> I was gonna say an ageless love but that <laughs> God, feels that's horrible <laughs> that feels like a very negative <laughs> image that's not what I mean it I just mean like sometimes I feel like whether you're conscious of people thinking that you're old mm. or even if you're conscious of people thinking that you're you're young, age can sometimes get into your head. And so I did debate it, but I did change it to 24. Although interestingly, changed it to 24 on Instagram, but took out age entirely from Twitter. Ooh, see, it's, it's yeah. so interesting to, to think about how you present yourself differently on each platform. I actually logged into... Mm. It wasn't recently, but at some point in the last year, I logged into like my blog that I had like years ago. And I think the last time I changed my age on that was like 21. So I was like, oh, better update that bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) I think my blog, if I went on it, if the domain still exists, says like, writer, lover of lip gloss. Ah, I love that. That is incredible. Probably says something like 19 writer, lover of lip gloss. I don't know. But yeah, it is funny. Like <laughs> how your, how you approach your social media bios changes yeah. like as you get older. Because now I really am seeing Twitter as more of a professional mm. space. Whereas Instagram is just like a fun, creative, like do whatever you want space for yeah. me. So yeah, long story short, um, changed the bio, felt very monumentous. <laughs> Especially since, as you say, the last few years have just felt ageless. Like, I feel so bitter that 22, aka the Taylor Swift year, (laughs) was stolen from me. Because I had big plans for that year. Big mental plans for that year. And I do feel like time just stopped for a while. So, as you say, it is nice that it's moving again. It feels like nature is moving. I think you've got a perfect opportunity to reclaim 22. Because though you're no longer 22, you have got 2022. Um... Ooh, so I feel like that, is that was a, there was a trending sound on TikTok around the beginning of the year, which was like, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 2022. Oh, I remember that. And they did like um, an Instagram filter where they, it was like 22 in like a gold headband yeah, on so you. Yeah. You can totally be feeling 22 It's come back again. into its own. Yeah. For all the people, if you're listening to this and you are 22 this mm-hmm. year, what a fabulous I mean, year. So what year would you have had to be born in? Oh, 2000. No, 2000. The, what an idiot. What a stupid... <laughs> Do you know what's even funnier? It didn't... Like, I didn't have that reaction. I was like, mm, 1990. <laughs> I felt like such an idiot when that clicked. I was like, of course, 2000. Wow. Uh, might change my bio to 19, lover of flip gloss, hater of maths. <laughs> hater of maths will always be a central part of my identity. Yeah, me too. Um, On that note, shall we move on to highs and lows? And on account of it having been your birthday this week, do you want to kick it off? I'd love to. (laughs) I honestly feel like this week has had so many highs um, that this is going to just be a really fun episode for me. Yeah, (laughs) I hope it's been. No, yeah, I agree. I've got a lot to talk about. Um, Yeah, so my birthday was on Friday and that is where the low begins. Mm. So we'll start there. Okay, great place to start. (laughs) So on Friday, went to the salon, nail salon, to get my nails Mm -hmm. done. So for context, I get acrylic nails with gel on top, but I get them really short because I want them to look like real nails. But if I had like just shellac or just 
just paint um, on top of... I got too excited about the nail story then. <laughs> just paint on top of my nails. I They would just either break or I would bite them. So I get acrylics but really short with gel. And I was getting those infilled. So I was getting a new colour and I got lilac. Loved them. Was going to London the next morning on the Saturday for my birthday. And so I got some birthday nails. And so Friday afternoons when I got them. And then Saturday morning at 6am I was putting in a hair clip because... I put in hair clips every day because that's my signature hairstyle. Love that. And one of the shellacs just peeled off. Like, that's never happened to me before. I've had acrylics break. Like, that happens quite often. Um, But I've never had the shellac just peel off. It was like they'd almost put too many layers on. And it it just hadn't stuck properly. And then I didn't have a lilac nail polish to paint over (laughs) it with. Because obviously I didn't have time to go and get it redone. And I had to go to London. All I had was white. So I had like nine purple nails. And then a white nail. It was horrible. I was like, need to get to the salon quick so they can fix it. Because if I hadn't painted over it, it would have just looked like chipped shellac. Because I couldn't get it all off. It was it was a very trivial low but when it happened because you've had many a nail story about things coming off or breaking i thought you would relate to the low i relate to it i empathize with you on such a deep spiritual level there because it is (laughs) i feel like okay i'm not gonna say that it's the worst thing ever because i'm sure there are worse things but at the time it does kind of feel like everything that you've been working towards as an individual has just been crushed or stolen from you i mean (laughs) i wouldn't go that far okay hear me out i so you get short nails i am growing my nails okay and Mm -hmm. i don't get acrylic so i have gel but it's all on my natural nails so like if something goes wrong Mm -hmm. that's like my actual nail that's at stake there um and one time jay pushed me that's i'm just gonna go straight in there and blame it on him and just i'm just gonna prelude this uh section of the podcast with a little jingle yeah kira's ailment of the week yeah okay so this was not this week this was thankfully several months ago but it's coming to you this week so i'll accept the jingle um but jay jay pushed me and i landed little finger first (laughs) i don't know why um but (laughs) I know what'll save me. <laughs> I didn't save anything, including the nail, because when I landed, I snapped the nail off. Ooh. Like, halfway down the nail bed. It was so painful, so painful, on, like, a physical level and an emotional level, knowing just how far behind the little finger was from the rest of the nails. So I then had to trim them all down, start from scratch, and it was just quite devastating, to be honest. But I am now pleased to report that quite a few months down the line that happened in December I believe so we're now like four months in the future and my little fingers and in fact all of my (laughs) fingers have caught up and are looking fabulous (laughs) it's like such small world problems small world problems first world problems problems. when you snap a nail or break a nail when you've just paid the substantial amount of money to have them done it is like a kick to the teeth a kick to the nails if you will it's such a basic girl problem like jay makes fun of me he's like oh you're such a girl but it's i I have to say but i i am in fact a girl so i'm 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 fine with that it's true (laughs) it's a fact um so now we're both here we've both got full sets of nice nails we're looking fabulous (laughs) I know, I did go today and I got the purple 
reinstalled <laughs> reinstalled I like that reinstalled is too technical a word <laughs> repainted onto my middle finger so we're back in business mm-hmm. um, so moving on to my high there are literally so many to choose from but like I said this week I went to London and I went to go and see a show at the theatre on the West mm-hmm. End um, which is one of my favourite things I never would have thought I was a theatre girl I feel like it's like a category of people like theatre both people. you and, and I don't think I ever <laughs> Uh, yeah Sarah really is I didn't realize that I was until I couldn't go in lockdown Mm -hmm. and my sister studies performing arts at uni and she has always been into musicals so I've always been to them because I'm not going to stay at home while everyone (laughs) else goes to the theater um and so yeah ever since lockdown ended I've just had a a love for them and so we went to go and see Anne Juliet do you know the premise of Anne Juliet (laughs) No. <laughs> do you ever like map out a conversation in your head of what you think <laughs> what you hope the other person's going to say and then it's really disappointing when they don't say the answer that you mm-hmm. want you just played perfectly into my you script. are welcome so almost as if i knew exactly what to say but yeah imagine if i'd have said to you yeah i know exactly what happens been to see it 10 times it's my favorite show yeah that would have been a bit of a an anti-climax yeah, it would, have, it would have popped my little bubble, burst my bubble. Um, but Anne Juliet is a feminist retelling of Romeo and Juliet. Mm. And it is so fun. It takes something that is a really old play and just makes it really modern and fun. And the cast is just also talented, so diverse. It represents like a lot of storylines that the original play didn't because essentially it's like, it carries on from the moment that Juliet... So obviously Romeo and Juliet... Juliet takes a sleeping pill so it looks like she's mm-hmm. dead. Romeo comes in, thinks she's dead, kills himself. Juliet wakes up and then kills herself Spoiler too. Spoiler alert! But in this... <laughs> yeah, if you, don't, if you don't know the storyline to Romeo and Juliet, then seriously... Where have you been? I don't think you were ever... I don't, think, I don't believe you were ever going to. Um, but in this retelling, it begins with the moment that Juliet wakes up and instead of killing herself, she carries on her life. Oh. And she goes she like goes to Paris, has a fun single girl season, and all of the songs are pop songs that are like re like mashed up to fit the play. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I really liked because I think sometimes when you go to the theatre for the first time to see a show, you can appreciate that it's good music, but you can't sing along because you've never seen it before. Um, but with this one, because they were all pop songs, you knew exactly all the words. So <laughs> we were all having a dance, having a sing song. We were like at the back, but we weren't on the back row, but we had the technical bit behind us, okay. so nobody was behind us. So we could really, like, if we wanted to, <laughs> give a little shimmy, you know what I'm saying? Um, so we went to go and see that, and it was just great. And what made it even better is that it was my choice to go and watch mm-hmm. that. And I hate the pressure of something being my choice, because then, like, the other, the pressure of the other people yeah. liking it too. Like, if someone passes me an aux cord in a car... There's no way I'm putting on my playlist. It's too much. I do not it's like that kind of judgment. It's simply too much. Jay <laughs> never gives me the opportunity to put on my music in the car because he knows that it Does will include not? Taylor Swift and he's like, no Taylor Swift. The only Taylor Swift song... Is he not a Taylor he's fan? He's not a Taylor fan. Our except song. for our song, yeah, which is on his uh, <laughs> country hits playlist. But um, other than that... And there's only so many times you can put that one song on. So it's like... Yeah, I don't think I've listened to that since I was about 15. That's a throwback. Yeah, it is. My current go-to song that I'll put on if Jay's driving and I get the chance to put music on, just to, like, mess with him, is Baby by H. (laughs) I don't think I know that. Okay, so H being (laughs) a rapper, um, his songs are on 
the radio a lot and Jay is always 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 like this is so bad like how does anyone listen to this and his new song came out and basically it, the only bit that H contributes to the song is I know you got it baby what do you want I know you got it baby what do you need um, and then there's just like another backing track in the background is that a TikTok song? yeah it's on TikTok um, yeah. and I do kind of think it's kind of, kind of catchy but um, I'll just put it on like as, as a bit of a joke just to just to trigger him a little yeah. bit just to just to keep him on his toes. Um, so, yeah. I thought we were going to get a legit serious song wreck from you there, and you just... No, no. There's no room for serious here. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if I do have any serious song wrecks, but um, I don't think I do. My go-to at the minute... Uh, do you know what? Do you know what? After our last podcast episode, mm-hmm. I took the homework and I thought, I'm not going to be really late to this party. I'm going to listen to the Harry Styles song right now. And I really liked it. And I used it for my reel on Instagram. Yeah, was, I saw that. Yeah, that is my go-to song at the moment, as it was by Harry Styles. I just think it's so... Mm-hmm. It's like upbeat but also like has a bit of like a melancholy tone to it at like times yeah um, and I, but what is he what is the point of the song like not like what's the point is rubbish i mean like what is not the same as it was well i suppose it could be <laughs> i've baffled you there i think it could be applied to lots of things now the theory mm-hmm. that i've heard whispered around is that his new um album is called <laughs> harry's house um I think it's called Harry's House, or is it Harry's Home? It's Harry's <laughs> House or Home. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> sounds like an interior design magazine. Yeah, and um, people are kind of thinking that it was like a, a product of lockdown, kind of like being stuck in the house and stuff. So, one theory right. is that not the same as it was could kind of be like that, um, like sort of coming out of the cocoon that is locked down and into like a new world, and you know things are not the same. It did kind of feel like that. And then also you could have, I think, there's obviously a relationship at the heart of it mm-hmm. as you listen to the song. So obviously it could be kind of like either a relationship's evolution and not things not being the same as they once were or maybe like meeting someone who you've not seen for a while and things being different as well. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of different ways that you could apply it. Um, but it is a fun song. So that is definitely my go-to. I wasn't going to say so because I know I spent so much time talking about it last week, but here, here <laughs> we are. <laughs> no, no, I took that homework on board wholeheartedly and really enjoyed it. So on the basis of the fact that you were responsible for that little joy in my week, <laughs> what has been... <laughs> I'm proud of the segue. What's been the joy and the heartbreak in your week? What do you want to hear first, joy or heartbreak? <laughs> um, heartbreak. Let's kick it off with heartbreak. Let's kick it off with heartbreak. Hasha. Um, a little, little plug there. Um, <laughs> Pre order, please. <laughs> um, so I kind of feel like I'm too predictable at this point on account of the fact that you made a jingle about Kira's ailment of the week. But <laughs> oh gosh, no wait. Let me pause. Kira's second ailment of the week. So I do have yet another ailment. So this one, I don't even really know how to describe because I don't know what it is or how it happened. But I'm scared. My tongue really hurts. (laughs) Every week these get more and more needy. (laughs) They do. Um, So I had a tongue ulcer last week um which I get quite frequently I hate them with all of my being but they happen to me quite often so like that was kind of standard and then that subsided and then the top of my tongue has started to hurt in a way that I kind of don't really know how to describe (laughs) other than it kind of feels as if my tongue has been sprayed with acid 
Um, Gosh, or like, dramatic. Did you words. ever used to like as a like a teenager? Did you ever have brain liquors, the candy? candy yeah. sweet whatever you want to call it um, and it, like there was like a an instruction on there to only have like a certain amount a day but you'd go over that amount and have like the whole thing and then your tongue would literally feel like it was like toxic waste um mm-hmm. that's kind of how my tongue feels crossed with a severe burn like a scalding of the tongue but i have not there's got to be some kind of event that's kicked like, out. Like, I haven't burnt my tongue that I can recall, and I think I'd remember. And I also haven't eaten anything that's particularly acidic. So, like, I don't know. It doesn't look bad either. It looks... Stick out your tongue, let's say. Looking pink and healthy to me. <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely pink. I can, I can attest to that, but the healthy, it doesn't feel so healthy. So, like, I don't know what's happened. I can only keep my fingers crossed that it is short-lived, whatever it is. But that is, like... Mm-hmm. Quite a tr- praying quite for a you. trivial low, but that's just to show that I've actually had a pretty good week. All I can really say is that my tongue, <laughs> my tongue's playing up. My tongue hurts. <laughs> yes. Um, moving on to my high of the week to the joy, which is a joy like no other, and a feeling I've never experienced before in my life. <laughs> because this right. week I won an Instagram competition. I saw this and I was so excited about for you, like, about you, for you. It was, it, it was a competition that if I had to like write down like what is my ideal competition, this yeah. would be it because like I couldn't think of anything more me. So. No, I couldn't. I thought that. This was a foodie competition and the food item specifically was a collaboration between two brands that I love individually and those two brands are Pip and Nut, which is a nut butter company, and Crosstown, which is a donut place in London, who make my favourite vegan donuts. And they have made a Crosstown X Pip and Nut collab, which is an almond butter <laughs> cinnamon roll. Sorry, I'm just laughing at the way you said X. <laughs> is it not times? <laughs> like a multiplication? I like X better. Carry <laughs> um, <Carry> on. <laughs> it was... An almond butter cinnamon roll. That sounds amazing. So it's like I was so jealous when I saw yeah. that. The amount of Instagram competitions I enter and never. I mean, anything. I enter a fair few, and like I've never ever ever had anything come back from one. And then the one that I get is like my ideal is literally a cinnamon roll donut filled with an almond butter custard, and it's obviously vegan. And then you also get a jar of the cinnamon roll flavor almond butter. You're living your best life. Has it arrived No, yet? I requested for it to arrive this weekend for Easter weekend. <laughs> so I just thought... So you only get one donut or is it you a, get a box, box of donuts? four donuts and then the jar of the nut butter as well. So... I'm so jealous I'm of so you. I'm so excited. I actually have got more Crosstown to share, but that is my high of the week, the Crosstown to follow. What do you mean more Crosstown to share? I had, I had a Crosstown donut this week that was just incredible and it's worthy of being mentioned. So I might... Okay, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is a good... Yeah, so, go on. <laughs> um, I actually went to London this week also on a work trip. So I was in London Wednesday and Thursday. Then I came back, did Em's birthday celebration, and then she went to London. So we've all been in London this week. <laughs> um, but on the way back from London, uh, myself and Katie, who I work with, she lives in Scotland. So we were getting the same train back up because the York train goes up to Edinburgh. This is information no one needs to know. <laughs> <laughs> 
get to the donuts. We don't care. Other than the fact that we were getting the train together. So we stopped at King's Cross Station, where the train leaves from, and there's like a market outside of King's Cross, and Crosstown have a stall at this market. So Katie and I had been talking nice. about donuts. We hadn't had a chance to get them throughout either of the two days that we were actually in London, but they were still there when we got to the train station on Thursday evening. So we both got a donut. It was Katie's first one, and she enjoyed it, but I got their hot cross bun donut which was that sounds the nice. most incredible donut i've ever eaten in my life it was that's a bold it was statement so good so let me explain it was a filled donut which had a topping of a cinnamony nutmeggy glaze with crystallized orange peel pieces on top <laughs> I think nutmeggy is my favourite new word. (laughs) Um, Crystallised orange pieces on top, like uh, orange peel. And then the inside was, again, a cinnamony nutmeggy custard. (laughs) (laughs) Drink every time Kira says nutmeggy. So, like, it was so, so flavourful. Like, I've never been hit with a punch of flavour so strong in my life I don't think so nutmeggy like it really was like it was like the perfect balance of like uh spicy and sweet and then mm. it just like it wasn't sickly I feel like Crosstown's donuts tended to be more sophisticated flavours than like say donut time donut time is like very fun flavours yeah. but Crosstown does like quite um I guess like mature palate flavors, and so it's. <laughs> I sound like such. What are you trying to say? I, <laughs> but our donut. I taste. love a donut time. I really do, but I just feel like they're completely different ends of the donut spectrum. Mm. Even the branding, I think, has like that difference. Yeah. So like with a donut time, that's a donut that sometimes you need to eat in like two sittings because they're like really really sweet. Whereas like this one, I feel like just had a really great flavor palette and just like the size was great so that you could eat it all in one go and <laughs> be super happy but not feel like sick either so uh mm. loved it <laughs> uh, do you know what like i feel like this is a perfect moment to slide in with something i was gonna mm-hmm. say because obviously we've both been to london and we talk about the fact that when you're in london like seriously unless you're going to the theater in the evening what are you meant to do other than yeah. eat <laughs> I go with a list of places that I want to go to and I just bounce from one food item to the next. Yeah. And there were two sweet treats that stood out. But I am sad that I didn't get across town because when I was in Spitalfields Market, I pointed out Crosstown and Crosstown? Crosstown and I said to my mum, they remind me of Kira. Aww. And mum said, Helen said, shall we get one for Kira? Oh. But then I didn't think I was going to see you in time. That's um, so kind. Thank you so much, Helen. So yeah. It's the thought that Helen, counts, really. So. Yeah. And Helen thought of you, not me. No, yeah, I appreciate that. Mums are the best. Um, yeah, they are. Wow. Um, so I didn't get one of those, but the two sweet treats I did get. When we got there on the Saturday, one of the first things we did was we got off the tube at Camden and we walked to Primrose Bakery, mm-hmm. which is a bakery that I go to whenever I'm near because when I was about 12, <laughs> I read in a magazine that it was Taylor Swift's favourite bakery. And so that was the original <laughs> reason why I went because I, I was a 12-year-old it. fangirl. And it genuinely is like one of the nicest places to get cupcakes in London Mm -hmm. so I go every time so we and I've done this this little routine before but I wanted to do it on my birthday because you know cupcakes birthday Mm -hmm. cake we got all got cupcakes and then we went to sit on the top of Primrose Hill where you can see like the whole of London um so we sat on top of the hill and ate cupcakes and I had a cookie dough cupcake and it was so moist and so just like perfectly flavored it was delicious so that was the first sweet treat 
And then Rachel, so everyone, like before we went to London, I went with my family and we all had to like say anything we wanted to take off whilst mm-hmm. we were there. And Rachel's was a place called Milk Train in Covent Garden. Have I've heard, heard of it, it? It's yeah. It's a TikTok location. Yeah, it's like kind of styled like an aesthetically pleasing with cherry blossoms everywhere and marble train station. Yep. And it's an ice cream place. Um, and the ice cream I got, the actual like ice cream part was flavoured like the bit of sweet milk at the bottom of cereal bowl, which I appreciate. Imagine that it's a vegan milk. I understand. But you know when, like, say you have, like, Lucky Charms in milk and they go all Mm -hmm. sweet. That's what the um, ice cream was flavoured like. And then it had cookie crisp cereal and cornflakes on top, which sounds weird, but it was so good. Like, I like it when you go to places that are hyped up and they live up to the hype because I have been to places before where they haven't. So it's always always nice when they do live up to the TikTok hype. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I... I'm so glad for you. Um, I <laughs> that sounded like the most fake. I'm so glad. For you. Yeah, I'm actually. Not I really glad am you. glad. I'm a little <laughs> bit jealous because my trip to London was far less exciting than yours, on account of the fact mm. that it was a work trip rather than like a fun trip. So <laughs> when we arrived on the Wednesday, like we were walking over to the office and we were trying to find somewhere for lunch. Um, we ended up going in like a few different places, and one place that we went into that we couldn't. I couldn't get anything to eat there was Gales which is somewhere that I oh, see I've on TikTok that. all the time and that was a real Kourtney Kardashian moment for me in the sense that like <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to it don't worry it'll all add up but there is this Kourtney Kardashian sound where it basically says I can't eat this but how exciting is it just to smell it <laughs> Please tell me you made a TikTok. I did not. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry. But it smelled delightful. I think it was like a quiche or something, but it smelled incredible. Um, What random It just just felt really nice. And I was so hungry. Um, We eventually found our way to a prep, which was where we had lunch on Wednesday, breakfast on Thursday, and then got dinner on on the Thursday evening as well. So like we had three (laughs) preps in two days. Um... And two of those times, I got the same thing, which was their brand new vegan falafel salsa um, wrap. And I really liked it. It was very, very tasty. So I got that Mm. for my lunch on the Wednesday and my dinner on the Thursday. And then on the Thursday morning, in case anyone's interested, I did get their like acai bowl, which I think is one of my favourite things Pret does. They have like the most incredible almond butter and then they have like grated apple in there and it's so yummy um so yeah i didn't have the most exciting foodie trip to london because it was worky but the cross town at the end of the trip definitely made it made Mm -hmm. up for it um london and prep just reminds me of that time that we went to london for the day and we searched high and low for the veggie prep and then you just bulk bought croissants well that was the entire reason that i suggested the trip to us in the first place was because veggie prep had announced (laughs) that they were bringing out almond croissants vegan almond croissants and before i went vegan almond croissants were my favorite thing in the whole world i loved them i obviously have made my own almond croissant like recipe to kind of like fill the void but still nothing quite ever lives up to prep (laughs) i'm feeling so dramatic today i don't know if you can tell um but yeah so the the almond croissants were worth the trip to london um Mm. i did think about getting one when i was there this week but i thought no don't need one today i'm surprised that you did i had i exercised a level of self-restraint because i knew i was looking out for donuts so yeah that's fair but all in all london is just a great 
a great place to go for food. Every time I go, I can think of new locations that I want to visit. Like, if you came to York, York has great food, but I feel like there's only, like, five places. Yeah, I feel like... And then you... The, the best yeah. thing about York, and my favourite place to go eat, is Spark, because I think it has that maybe mm. a bit of the Londony vibe in the sense of having like lots and lots of options whereas like we have really nice cafes but maybe it's just that like the grass is always greener feeling where like now that I've been here for like a year the excitement has worn off and they're just kind of like standard places now whereas when I first moved to York mm. I found it very exciting so I think just like going to London for small trips keeps that excitement alive a little bit keeps the excitement going keeps the flame absolutely burning. um but I also feel I should mention about my London trip that I actually went to see a musical. <laughs> Please mention it. I went it. to see... <laughs> I went... This should have been your love. No, because it wasn't a low. I enjoyed it. So I went to see a musical for the very first time. This came about because I've never seen one before. Um, and in some work calls... Um, it transpired that almost everyone in my team is a fan of musicals. So I was going to be down there on the Wednesday night with Katie, as I've already mentioned, and then our manager, Colette, and they both love musicals and kind of like conspired that I had to be uh, initiated into the Mm -hmm. world of musical theatre. So the musical that we ended up deciding to go and see was The Lion King, which I was quite happy about because I obviously... Solid choice. ...know the story of The Lion King. And like you mentioned with the music thing I wouldn't have that experience of not knowing it like I already know the songs and know the story um so we arrived after a long day of travel I should add so got to the theater we were in the (laughs) the grand circle which sounds fancy but actually just means that you're at the just but like it was in the Lyceum theatre for anyone who's listening who might know it and it was so high. I am not someone who's scared of heights but even I felt a little bit edgy up there at first because it was so high. <laughs> um, but we sat down, watched the first half, was having the most spectacular time. It was really great. And then there was the interval and then we got back in for the second act and suddenly tiredness hit me like a tsunami. Like, (laughs) honestly, my eyes were drooping. I could not keep them awake or open for the life of me. And I (laughs) couldn't keep them (laughs) I just, I was so, so struggling. It was like 9pm by this point, which isn't that late in the grand Mm -hmm. scheme of things. But like every day, I'd woken up at five that day. So I was tired. And so without really realising it, I fell asleep. And then... First musical ever, I and fell, she asleep. fell asleep in the theatre. I just want to clarify, it was purely from tiredness and exhaustion, not from boredom. But I hadn't really noticed that I'd fallen asleep. And then, spoilers for Lion King, if anyone doesn't know what happens, maybe skip ahead a few seconds. But I was woken up to... <laughs> I killed Mufasa! And I literally... <laughs> And jumped out of my skin, nearly had a heart attack. <laughs> I want, I want that to be a TikTok sound. Jumped out of my skin. <laughs> Honestly, it was terrifying. Like I don't know if I could ever express fear like that again. Like it was just so startling. Um, but the musical on the whole was enjoyable, and I did get to see the end on account of having been woken up in that way. Um. But yeah, so I've seen a musical, mostly, um, and I enjoyed it. Seen a musical? Hurt your tongue? Yeah. 
had a donut, won some donuts. Anything else from the week? There's one more thing that I think I ought to mention. <laughs> but um, <laughs> hold on to your horses, guys, because this one is a big one. <laughs> so Wait, do I know what it no, is? No, you don't know what it is. Um, you'll probably be disgusted by this, like, as a concept. So, like... I'm surprised that you don't want to talk about our paint and pot experience. Well, I didn't want to take the whole week because that's technically like that's you, that's your birthday. So I kind of wanted to leave, mm, okay. wanted to leave some things open for you to talk about. So okay. I'll go after your big okay. thing. <laughs> so this is another thing that came out of my trip to London. So was on the train down with Katie, and Katie is <laughs> Katie's getting a lot of she time is. This Shout week. out to Katie. Um, but she is doing a 10k race in a couple of weeks' time. So, <laughs> you signed yourself up to a 10k. No. So, uh, Katie's, uh, um, I said, Oh, how's it going? How are you feeling about the 10k race? And she's like, Oh, yeah, it's going well. It should be all right. And then I said, I've been watching a lot of running videos recently, and I kind of feel like I might want to do a half marathon. <laughs> no way. So then, Katie, you've signed up to one. Then Katie said, Yeah, me too. Me it. too. <laughs> And then we oh kind of like got locked into a bit of a half marathon pact uh, where we'd be like, right, well, we're going to do it together now. Um, and then we realised that we obviously work for a charity <laughs> and that charities can buy places for yeah. big events where they might have otherwise sold out or like, you know, things like, it's definitely not the London Marathon, just to clarify, but London Marathon, obviously you have to apply and get like a ballot place so you could sign up yeah. but not get a place, but then you can go through a charity and get in. So... Drum roll, please. <laughs> On the 11th of September, myself and Katie from work will be running the Great North Run, which is a half marathon in Newcastle. Oh, the not Great North Run. Yeah, I've heard yeah, of that Yeah, we're going to be running the Great North Run, 13.1 miles, uh, in aid of Beat, which is the charity that we work for. So I will be fundraising uh, in the lead up to it. That's um, exciting. Big I know, news. yeah. We're like, as of yesterday, we're like 22 weeks away from the race. So quite a long time for training, which means that mm-hmm. as long as I'm disciplined with myself, I should be in pretty good position it's by the time we get to the race. So yeah, quite crazy because I have done 10Ks before. I did three 10K races in 2016 and have not done any races since then. So I've run since then, but I haven't done any like events. So just thought I'd just throw myself in there because I'm the sort of person that needs a formal commitment to like yeah, to, hold you to actually go for something. So yeah, that's me. I think that's probably my entire <laughs> week just summed up. That's that's very big news. I'll sponsor you. Is that how it works? Yeah. So we're gonna do it through Just Giving. So you just basically um, like donate through the Just Giving page. Like once it's live, I will nice. share it all over social media and everything. Um, but yeah quite exciting how exciting it really made me laugh (laughs) if you listen really closely to the last few minutes as you were talking about doing your like massive run my i moved my knee and it clicked and i forgot that i was being recorded and went off my knee (laughs) but i said it quietly so i think like you might be able to pick it up and it just made me laugh because of the contrast because there's no way that i would be doing a run like that anytime soon but that is very exciting um in terms of other things this week me and kira on my actual birthday Mm -hmm. went out for brunch we went with sarah and my friend called ailish and then we went to painter pot which 
I don't think either of us had done it in not a long since I time. was like a child. So yeah, yeah. So we each picked our kind of how it works. If you've never been to paint a pot, is you go in, you pick a pot, and you paint it. <laughs> that was such a great explanation. Um, I know. Did I tell you I'm a writer? <laughs> <laughs> oh you're drinking your squash um and so we went in and kira picked a massive mug Classic. i picked a pen pot and our friend sarah <laughs> picked like <laughs> a plate that has like a circle in it where you can put so it's like a coffee, it's like and, a coffee cake and cake like, kind yeah. of vibe yeah um and they came out in varying degrees of success didn't they they kira? <laughs> really did and ironically we paid in reverse order it's like you you basically yeah. just pay for the price of the item. So like obviously bigger things are more expensive, smaller things cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how it turned out with how our painting went was that the person who was the least good at the painting had picked the most expensive item. And then the person who <laughs> did the best design had the cheapest one. So do you want to say yeah. what your design was? Yeah, so I did a pen box. I wanted to paint something that would be like something I would actually use because I think if I did a plate or a bowl or something I'd be scared of smashing mm-hmm. it so I picked a pen pox it can go on my desk um and I did kind of like a leopard print design so I did pink leopard print on one side and purple leopard print on mm-hmm. the other but it was taking too long so I just did like half of each side but in a diagonal way so it looks it purposeful. so cool um so yeah, I did leopard print paint pot. You did a well. So I'm calling this my Taylor Swift Lover Era mug. So got myself a big nice. Mug. It really does yeah, suit that because in line with your idea about getting something that I'll use. Obviously, we all know I'm a hot drink addict. So like nothing will mm-hmm. get more use than a mug in my house. And it was a nicely sized mug as well. Like it was pretty hefty, which is great for me. Um, and so I basically took a gorgeous like a dusky pink a lilac and like a really cute baby blue and then I just kind of did a stripy mug design with the colors overlapping each other and I'm hoping it will kind mm-hmm. of give like a watercolory pastel vibe design and then on the inside of the mug just at the very base I kept the rest of the inside white and then at the very base I just did really tiny little polka dots um with those three colors just to add a little bit of fun into the inside of the cup but I decided to go with the theory of you are not an artist so don't try and be one because I think you know I have previously when doing artistic endeavors fallen into the trap of like thinking that because I can imagine something I can execute it and that's absolutely not not the case so this time I decided to go very simple in the hopes that it would come across well in the in the finished product and actually look nice because there's not I just it does so upset if I ended up with an ugly mug (laughs) (laughs) it was really that reminds me I was gonna make a comment about how nice the mug was and that it really does look like the lover cover um but when we went up to pay like (laughs) we all put our pots on the desk and then (laughs) Kira said to the woman oh I'm the mug (laughs) the woman really she really liked that joke as well yeah that that tickled me it tickled me too I wonder how many pottery jokes she has to be subjected to like fake yeah. laugh at yeah it seemed genuine yeah. it seemed genuine but maybe she just perfected her fake laugh but anyway I feel we should give some uh, insight into Sarah's design <laughs> so obviously Sarah picked her coffee and cake plate mm-hmm. um 
it started it off did. well. She didn't went it? for like a mint green base across all of the plate. And then she decided to highlight the cup holder bit with like a darker green. And again, it was all going well. Looked it was nice. going really well. <laughs> and then we went a bit rogue because there were a few different options of tools that you could use. There were brushes, there were sponges, there were little tiny like drawing paint pots that like Em would have used to do the detail on her leopard print and I used my tiny polka dots. And then finally, there were like stamps <laughs> that you could use to essentially like imprint a design onto your product that you would like was a lot more detailed than you could do with a hand. So yeah. Sarah got like a little flower mandala type stamp and also one that was meant to look like an insect. And <laughs> that let's was just say, they didn't come across like how they looked on the stamp. Like it just kind of looked like a splodge. But she com- she had yeah. committed at that point and kept adding things on. And it just, it, it wasn't like, I don't think the vision that she'd hoped for. <laughs> it was the moment she started putting the bugs on. That's when it went downhill. Yeah. I mean, it's still it's you know, still nice. No, it's just it not. was when she got the yellow color and did an S stamp on the cup holder <laughs> and then immediately regretted it and painted it over in green. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited to see how they come out when they've been like fired and mm-hmm. glazed. Is that is that yeah, the, that, that's the terminology? Terminology. Um, because I'm excited to have it on my desk. But yeah, it was really fun. It was a little bit different. We've never done it before. We've done pottery before where we've actually made pots, yeah, pots, for my but birthday. we've never painted them before. We were surrounded by five-year-olds and 10 I think it was because it was obviously <laughs> the Easter holidays, so there were definitely yeah. like families around. However, they do do like adult-only painting nights and stuff, so I don't think it was really With too wine. bad to be there as a group of 24-year-olds. Um, but... I would definitely go again. I think it was a lot of fun because it was Me just too. like quite chill. You just go, you paint, you leave. Yeah. It's quite simple. Um, but like a fun way to like spend an afternoon. It's a bit different from just like going to a cafe. So yeah. Yeah. Because like in York, once you've been out for brunch, what do you do after that? Yeah. So it was a nice way to like Extend have day, a few more yeah. hours on my birthday. Yeah. It was really nice. Um so I feel like I've pretty much covered everything I did for my birthday. The only <laughs> thing I have left to say, which I think will kind of... Is it is the word preclude where it like hints at what's to come? Is that the right word? We're going to go with it. Yeah. And ignore me if it's wrong. <laughs> it will maybe preclude the next podcast. Preclude. Which is that today... <laughs> do you think I'm, it's I'm wrong? thinking, is it the pr- prelude? Is that like a prelude? I don't know. I think that, Maybe preclude's not even a word. I don't think it's the clude. I think it's just prelude, but I don't know how to prelude. pronounce it. It will foreshadow <laughs> yes. the next podcast. Um, today's a very important day. It should be a national holiday. <laughs> April 12th is a new book from Beth O'Leary Day. So the no-show came out today. I set my alarm. I was there as soon as Waterstones mm-hmm. opened. I went and got a signed copy of the no-show, and I am now 114 pages oh my in, God. and I am... I know. I'm doing, I'm doing a reading vlog. Um and I am loving it and I think that we might do like an episode where we discuss the no show because I know that a lot of people that listen to this also read Beth O'Leary books. Yeah, so I was planning to get it this weekend. However, upon seeing your copy of it, I got major FOMO mm-hmm. and also the fact that Beth O'Leary said it was half price in Waterstones and I thought such a steal. They might only do that for a couple of days. Like I don't know how long they're going to keep that on for. Yeah. And I thought if I get this book 
if I don't get this book on half price and then have to buy it on full price, I will hate myself. So I took myself out. <laughs> Such a drama queen. Um, I took myself out for a lunchtime walk to Waterstones, picked up my copy of the book, had the a really nice chat with the bookseller who was asking me. So did I. Was it the same one? About yeah, like, it. so the person was asking me, like, oh, have you read her other books? Like, which one is your favourite? Which, did she ask you which one? And was hers the switch? Yes, hers was the switch. And then they hadn't read the road trip yet. So, um, yeah, it was a fun conversation. It got me hyped. I was like, oh, it was exciting. I really like it when the booksellers like get chatting with you and the booksellers in the York Waterstones, shout out to you. You're all really yeah, cool. Super <laughs> cool. Um, so I have the copy, it's on my shelf, but I won't be able to start reading it. Or rather, I am choosing not to start reading it until the weekend. So obviously it's Easter weekend, got mm-hmm. a four-day weekend coming up. You're gonna have your donuts. Have my donuts, gonna have the no-show, and I'm really excited about it. I could start reading it today, but I just feel like I wouldn't be able to give it the time and attention that it the deserves. full attention. So yeah. I'm just gonna look forward See, to it. See, I'm on annual leave, so I felt like now was the yeah. time. I channeled my inner Kira, went out and bought the book, got myself an mm. Ochai, and have had the most wholesome no-show afternoon. It is really good. I am genuinely so excited because I know the road trip is your favourite, but it wasn't my favourite. But the no-show, I just think it sounds really interesting. And I think we talked about mm-hmm. the audiobook last week, didn't we? Um, oh, and yeah. And I think I'm definitely going to read it physically and listen then to the, listen yeah. to the audiobook as well, just because there's too many Bridgerton faces on that it's list. It's such a star-studded cast. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so impressed. Um yeah, two Bridgeton cast members and Ivana Lynch. Iconic. If I was Beth, first naming her, even though she doesn't know who I am, um, I'd be thrilled with that yeah. outcome. But yeah, that is definitely, I think, probably going to be another high of the week for me. And I think we're both looking forward to getting into the nitty gritty and discussing it with you guys. Absolutely. And I don't think I have anything more to add that could possibly Mm-mm. outdo Top Beth O'Leary. So I think this is just no. the, the natural conclusion of this episode has arrived. <laughs> Yeah, I always think at what point are we going to end this, and then it always just like it becomes presents itself. So, it's like, hello, yeah. the end is here. Let's do this. <laughs> We're done now. Bye. <laughs> but for real, thank you so much for listening. As always, um, I hope you've enjoyed. I feel like we brought the chaos this time round. I certainly brought the drama. So there's that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you in the next one.